Cairo Radio was paid a fee to air the following program. All information discussed on the following program is for general information purposes only and does not constitute legal advice or create an attorney-client relationship. Prior to acting on any legal matter, you should seek legal advice from a qualified legal attorney who can evaluate your situation and advise you accordingly. Welcome to Your Partner in Law on Seattle's Cairo Radio 97.3 FM and AM 770 KTTH. Your Partner in Law is brought to you in part by the law firm Gregorick & Associates PLLC. Charting your course to a secure future. Your Partner in Law starts now. Here's your host, Rick Gregorick. Hey, good morning and welcome to... This week's edition of Your Partner in Law. I'm attorney Rick Gregory from the law firm of Gregory and Associates. So glad to be with you on this, uh, I guess, pre-Christmas week. My goodness, it's here again. Yeah. <laughs> it, it seems to come faster and faster yeah. every year, does it, it does, not? That's for sure. But, um, well, 2019's just about in the bag. Um, every year about this time, we certainly like to talk about well, things that you might want to get done yet this year, and then what to look forward to in 2020. And um, interestingly enough, Ted, as we've been uh, chatting here, um, Congress was busy, although um, it's going to be interesting to see how well this gets publicized. But it's something that we talked about here uh, over the last few months about the SECURE Act. Um, that um, we, we knew it was coming, we just weren't quite sure when it was coming. Yeah, everybody thought it. Well, it was stalled in the Senate. Yeah. It had passed the House four hundred seventeen to three. You know, as close to unanimous as you can get. But there was a little bit of dissension in the um, Senate, and they could not get a unanimous vote. So um, it never did make it. You know, to committee, so to speak, I guess. And what happened? You know, every so often, as we hear on the um, these spending bills that Congress has to do to pass the budget, so they don't, in theory, run out of money. So in this year's spending bill, the SECURE Act was tagged onto it. So if you wanted to keep the government open for business um, by voting for the um, for voting for the spending bill. Then you got this. Yeah, got this. Is it, it? It came right along with it. So the Secure Act got tagged on, which is so common. And you know, a lot of people don't like this process. I'm probably one of them. I mean, you know, you're combining different things, and this is where various uh, politicians can get quote unquote various types of their pork <laughs> tied onto a bill, um, and then that bill, you know, gets voted on for the main components of it, but they hardly ever, you know, argue or discuss or debate the add-on stuff. Those are right. things in order to buy votes, usually. Yep. <laughs> so um, good, bad, or indifferent. Um, one thing that is clear with the passage of the SECURE Act, it will, in some way, shape, or form, impact virtually everyone who has a... a an employer-sponsored retirement plan, whether it be 401k, 403b, 457, defined benefit plans, and then anyone that has an IRA, an individual retirement account, whether it, whether it be Roth or traditional, these are the main modes of uh, savings that the majority of people today are having. You know, it's no surprise, Ted, I mean, we've talked about this many, many times, but with the decline of the traditional pensions that companies used to offer uh, predominantly, um, very few companies today offer pensions, and fewer and fewer are anticipated to offer them as we go forward. And so, pretty, you know, I think what yeah, we see them. We see them really in government employees. Railroads still have uh, retirement they, plans, but but most big companies have phased these out, including Boeing here. Uh, they phased it out several years ago. So they're just worse and worse program. and worse, and they've got all yeah. these other things. So what's happened is the onus for your retirement, it's really on your own shoulders, folks. Yeah. And all you youngsters out there, this is a great heads up. You better start saving for your retirement out of your first paycheck. Very simple. That's when you start saving for retirement, first paycheck you get. Or maybe even some, maybe start earlier with some of those uh, gifts from grandma and grandpa or mom and dad, perhaps. But the um, things is that, you know, there's a clear, large number of folks out there who don't have 
virtually any retirement savings set aside, even folks over 60. It says only, you know, about 13% of those over 60 years of age don't have um, retirement plans. And this is where statistics could get goofy. I mean, yes, I've got a retirement plan. I'm 60 years old and there's $12,000 in it. That's not going to last me very long. So just that you have one. So, you know, folks, as you all know, it takes an awful lot of um, money to work through retirement. So on December 20th, I guess that was Friday, all of two days ago, um, the president did si- sign in, and it's uh, it's called the Setting Every Community Up for Retirement Enhancement Act. Holy cow, the government is so creative. Uh, that's called the SECURE Act. It did pass through the Senate here a few months back, 417 to 3. So this new law is going to do a number of things that will you know, affect um, your ability to save money for retirement, and then it's going to have a great deal of influence over how you use those funds over time and how you pass them on. Now, on the surface, when you start reading through these, and we're going to go through this today because this is a big one that folks, if you're alive and you plan on retiring, this is probably going to impact you. So this has broad base uh, for just about everybody. Um, As we can see, this was a unanimous type thing through the House. It's considered to have, you know, very high um, support through both Republicans and Democrats. Each side has a couple of people, like two or three, that were, you know, chattering about it. But overwhelmingly, this was a unanimous consent and was rapidly signed. Of course, it got attached to the spending bill, as we said. So, you know... So what we want to do is talk to you about some of the things that you should be doing now, what you should be doing in the future, and how you should use some of these new laws to your advantage as best you can, and then minimize to the best you can some of the drawbacks, because there are several significant drawbacks, and we're going to want to talk about those as we go through. But this really does underscore, once again, the need for you to become self-sufficient and to properly set up your retirement accounts. And the answer is so simple. you got to start young, and you have to um, do that. So I thought I would just start off with, you know, a little bit of update here so we know where we are on a go-forward basis. So every year um, we look when we the clock kicks over to January 1st is, did our contribution limits change? Can we put more or less into our retirement accounts. So for your individual retirement accounts, IRAs, the contribution limit for 2020 didn't move. It stayed at $6,000 with the $1,000 catch-up provisions for those over um, 50. Um, Simple IRAs, which you'd get generally through your small employer, those were increased by $500 and a So now you can contribute up to 13,500 in those. And then for your 401ks and other 40 programs or four programs, the limit was increased a modest amount um, up to $19,500. So that was a $500 increase. With the the six grand catch-up. And well, the six grand catch-up got a $500 bump too. So it's going to go up to 6,500. So now... uh, $26,000 $26,000 total, but you got to be over 50. And the income limits for contributing to an IRA uh, stayed pretty flat. Um, the You can contribute to them if you're adjusted, mo- modified adjusted gross income, I think they call it, is uh, $124,000 or less. If that is for a single person, it's about 196 for a married couple. If you exceed those limits, There's a table in the IRS you go to, and you get a reduction in your um, amount of money that you can contribute to those plans. So if all this sounds complicated and confusing, it is. It is. It It ain't easy, folks, to uh, have to get through all this. And it's one of the reasons we do this show is to help highlight this. But very oftentimes, it just creates more questions than answers because, you don't want to get your answers you know, off the radio or off the television or off the Internet, per se. You don't get your answers there. You get information there. 
And then you've got to sit down and apply that information with the appropriate professionals, whether it be your financial advisor, your CPA, your attorney, maybe all three in some of these cases. This is going to change that landscape. You know, because this is really going to put um, an onus on you. And like I said, there are some positive things. Um, a couple really good things, and then there's a couple of things that's going to ha- going to get most of you upset, and will end up dominating the dialogue probably on uh, yep. what happens there. So hang in there, folks. Uh, we would love to uh, chat with you today. If you do have any questions, we'll certainly attempt to answer them on the Secure Act, and you can give us a call at eight 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 nine seven three five four seven six. That's eight 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 nine seven three. Five four seven six. That's the Cairo KTTH hotline for right now. That's a mouthful with all those K's. And um, so, um, got Ted Hansen here. Has been uh, sitting beside me, kind of chattering with me a little bit today. And and so, throughout the rest of the the show here, folks, I really want to go over a lot of these issues that are going to involve your retirement planning. Because your retirement planning and your estate planning are so integral. I mean, your estate planning, you know, a you know a big component of it is your financial planning. There's your medical planning, your healthcare planning, your lots of other things are going on. Your tax planning, but this is going to impact an awful lot of people. And right now, we don't have the final regs out or anything. That'll take some time for Congress to get that over, and then it's going to go over the Treasury and then to the IRS and. You know, the bureaucracy wheels will be churning the midnight oil to uh, get this out because... Nothing happens fast, even though sometimes it seems like they do, right? Yeah, so we've got a, we've got a brand new retirement act, and, um, and we're going to talk to you about um, maybe the interaction of uh, IRA standalone retirement trust, we call retirement plan trust. You know, what happens if a minor inherits your IRA or your 401k? What happens if a person who has an IRA... Um, and they're disabled, you know, maybe your child, um, what happens there? There's all kinds of questions that we have, and we're going to try to tackle a lot of those throughout the rest of the show. But until that time, we're going to take a quick break, and we will be right back. My dad would always say the three worst words in the English language were shoulda, coulda, and woulda. So many people with retirement right around the corner or in the middle of it have the shoulda, coulda, wouldas facing them. They're not proactive. You didn't take care of the will. You didn't take care of the trust. They didn't do what was needed to do when it came to real estate and taxes. So right now, let's avoid the shoulda, coulda, wouldas and call Rick Gregorick. Rick Gregorick is my estate planner. I sat down with Rick, explained my situation. He walked me through all the different variables, whether it was a trust or a charitable trust, real estate or taxes. It is so complicated. You've got to rely on an expert like Rick, who is so kind and knowledgeable about all of it. So be proactive. Take control of your life now. You can schedule a complimentary consultation at yourpartnerinlaw.com. You can also listen to Rick's show, Your Partner in Law, every Sunday morning at 9 on Cairo and KTTH. Your Partner in Law with Rick Gregorick, my estate planner, yourpartnerinlaw.com. One of the biggest mistakes you can make heading into retirement is not planning for the high costs of an extended health care situation. Many people assume they have enough money saved only to watch everything they've worked hard for get whittled down to nothing from the ongoing costs of a long-term care situation. Do not make that mistake. By putting a long-term care plan in place, you guarantee yourself a source of funds to pay for care when needed, and you also know you will not become a burden on your family. Do what my wife and I did. Go learn about all the new long-term care plans offered by 525 Advisors. These new plans protect your savings, protect your family, and pay you back if you never use them. Learn more by attending one of the upcoming classes taught by Brian Ott, who's the host of Long-Term Care Radio right here on Cairo. Brian has a long-term care planning class coming up January 18th. Seating will be limited for this first class of the year. So sign up today at 525longtermcare.com. It's a free class. You'll get a copy of Brian's book, too. 525longtermcare.com. Have you ever wondered what would happen to you or your loved ones or your business if you were incapacitated tomorrow or if you died prematurely? 
None of us plan on it, but not addressing these issues can be catastrophic to your finances, your family, and your business. Hi, this is attorney Rick Gregory, host of your partner-in-law, right here on Cairo Radio every Sunday morning at 8. Elder or estate planning is necessary for all of us, regardless of our wealth or lack of wealth. So whether your estate is large or small, you simply must have a proper legal life plan in place to protect you, your loved ones, and your business. For your free estate or elder law planning consultation, give us a call today at 425-284-3450. At Gregor & Associates, my staff and I will take the time necessary to understand your needs and recommend the best plan for you and your family. Call us today at 425-284-3450. That's 425-284-3450 or go to yourpartnerinlaw.com. That's yourpartnerinlaw.com. Now back to Your Partner in Law with Rick Gregorick on Cairo Radio 97.3 FM and AM 770 KTTH. All right, yeah, we're going to do taking care of business. I don't love that, taking care of business. Business, huh? <laughs> All righty, folks. Well, you know, Speaking this is... Yeah, let's, <laughs> let's talk about some business because we want you all to be secure in your retirement. And so we're talking about the SECURE Act today, uh, signed into law Friday as part of the overall spending bill, the SECURE Act, uh, a Senate bill that was voted in 417 to 3, so very uh, bipartisan um, bill, but it got attached to the uh, spending bill at the last minute. There'd been a lot of debate over whether or not this would pass uh, maybe next year or the year after. The Senate hadn't yet taken it to the floor or even to committees from what I understand. So it had been dealt with at the House but never got to the Senate. A lot of people were anxious to get it passed because it passed, you know, you know, as close to unanimous as you'd probably get in the House. And it got attached to the spending bill that, you know, if we don't if we don't have the spending bill passed by last Friday, we were looking at yet another government shutdown that's become all too common over the years. So to avoid that, um, the spending bill did get signed into law on uh, by the president on um, Friday and the SECURE Act is now in law. So what we've been talking about you know, for some time and not knowing when or if it would be implemented. Um, we all anticipated it would likely be implemented, but most everyone is surprised. Most everyone is surprised it happened this late in well, this I, year. I was for sure. And in the way it happened. Yeah. Um, so here we go. The secure act, the good, the bad, the ugly, you know, Ted, um, one of the first things they did on the required minimum distribution age was, um, a good thing. We all ought to be very happy about that. So most of you are aware that you have to take contributions the year following, the year in which you turn 70 and a half, complicated language. We're going to take 70.5, and now we're going to replace that with 72. So an extra one and a half years, you know, kind of, to where you would continue to have your IRA monies or 401ks continue uh, on without being subjected to required minimum distribution. Right. So, so in the grand scheme of things, that is a positive. Now, it was interesting, Ted, in the Senate version of the um, act, which they had a different name as PACE or something like that, but they had suggested that that RMD, that required minimum distribution age, get bumped out to age 75. Right. So this is why it might have been interesting to have some conversation in the Senate. There was none, <laughs> and so the House bill just got passed. But nonetheless, that's kind of a easy squeezy, um, not not a major deal, but a, nevertheless, a couple of years more, right? Yeah, a year and a half, plus or minus, yeah. just depending on what month you were born in yeah. and where that formula fits out. But hey, it never hurts. We'll take anything we can get, as significant or insignificant as it may be. So that is the first thing that would be considered a positive thing uh, for most people. Ted, uh, they did some stuff for part-time workers. Did you? Well, I did. I did read something like that, and basically, I think the intent behind this thing, was, in some respects, it was good. But the the point really that they're trying to make is Congress wants more people saving, and they're going to make some facilitations for people that are part-time workers and and allow you actually to pay in after age 70 and a half now as well, as long as you're still employed, right? So there's a couple of changes that are really good and a couple of minor things like loans for having a child and things of that nature up to $5,000 per person. 
uh, from the plan, which is a nice benefit. So there are some nice things to it, and, and there are some darker sides. Yeah, we're going to get we're going to get to those that. darker sides. I'm trying to give them some of the positive stuff right now. Yeah. So you know, a lot of folks do work part time um, at the beginning or end of their career, perhaps. Yeah. Uh, hopefully, during the middle of your career, you're working full time. But for those that are working part time, you usually had to work at least a thousand hours a year. Right. Year, so you know, like twenty hours a week, kind of thing. Right. And a lot of people didn't quite make that, and therefore weren't eligible to participate in four hundred one k programs and things like that. So the new law, the Secure Act, is going to guarantee four hundred one k plan eligibility for employees who have worked at least five hundred hours per year, but you have to have worked them for the last three consecutive years. There's, that's the interesting part is going to be how, you know, how all this gets um, verified and implemented and what bureaucracy it takes. And on the flip side, you, the part-time, and so the part-time user would have to be a minimum of 21 years of age because you have to have this three-year history. So 18 through 21, you wouldn't be able to save it. But once you got to 21, you'd be able to do that. So this is going to help out students and college students and yeah. things like that, perhaps uh, yeah, I think get so. going. So it'll have, but, some, you know, it'll have some impact. I'm yeah, all- and in conjunction with that, too, with, with on that same vein about Congress wanting people to save more, it's going to also encourage these employers to do what they call auto-enrollment, which will get more people in by virtue of the fact that they will be encouraging that more. I don't believe it's mandatory, but they're just they're directing that more people get enrolled in those plans that are not currently in them, uh, and they'll provide some incentives for the business to do that. And there's going to be some uh, new rules. You kind of alluded to them a little bit, Ted, uh, earlier relative to those of you having babies yeah. um, to where you'll be able to take out a contribution up to $5,000 um, without having to pay the early penalty. Now, that could be taken as a loan out of your 401k, or it could be a withdrawal out of your IRA. Yeah, but it's not penalized. Is the but point. there's no penalty. You would pay any appropriate tax. Yeah. If it's a loan, you can uh, pay it back. And that would be for both spouses. Right. So um, each spouse could do it from their own individual account, and I think they have to take the money within the first year. So that's just the first couple of things. Boy, we got a, there's a whole big list, folks. So I, I, I want to let everyone know there, there's more to come, and hopefully we're going to offer some things that you should be doing now that's different in your retirement planning thought process and what things you need to take a look at. And with that, your partner in law will be right back, and we'd love your calls at 888-973-5476. That's the hotline for... Asking Ted or I a question. 888-973-5476. We'll be right back. Sometimes big events in your life all of a sudden cause you to wake up and realize you should start planning for the future. I lost my dad a little over a year ago to cancer, and I remember thinking to myself, I should probably have a will or trust. So I called Rick Gregorick. Now, the reason I called Rick Gregorick is because I've been listening to him on Cairo Radio on Sunday mornings, and the guy is an absolute expert. I sat down with him. I explained my situation. He walked me through all the different variables, whether it was a trust or charitable trust, real estate, taxes. It was so complicated. I was so glad I had Rick right there to walk me through the whole process. So be proactive. Take control of your life right now. Go meet with Rick Gregorick and schedule a compliment consultation at yourpartnerinlaw.com. You can also listen to Rick's show like I do, Your Partner in Law, every Sunday morning at 9 on Cairo and KTTH. Schedule a meeting with my estate planner, Rick Gregorick, at yourpartnerinlaw.com. That's yourpartnerinlaw.com. Hey, it's Story Monson with Brian Ott from 525 Advisors and host of Long-Term Care Radio. And Brian, we have another great question from a listener. Does Medicare pay for long-term care? Dory, without question, this is still the most common question I get. Medicare becomes our primary health insurance when we turn 65, and like traditional medical insurance, it does not pay for long-term care services. Medicare is for acute care, but it's not going to cover the ongoing custodial care that is required during an extended health care situation. You need long-term care insurance for that. If you have a question for me, send it to me at 525longtermcare.com. You can also learn about new programs that pay you back if you never use your plan, and you can sign up for one of our free upcoming classes. And don't forget to join me every Saturday morning here on Cairo for Long-Term Care Radio. Do what my wife and I did. Sign up for one of Brian's upcoming classes. 
Classes are free, and you'll even get a copy of Brian's book, which has a ton of great info. Seating's limited, so sign up today at 525longtermcare.com. That's 525longtermcare.com. We return to Your Partner in Law on Seattle's Cairo Radio 97.3 FM and AM 770 KTTH with your host, Rick Gregorick. There is a house <laughs> in New Orleans. I know all he's the house of the rising sun. All righty, folks. Hey, on the serious side, you know, we're talking to you about your retirement and are you going to have enough money to last? I mean, that, that's all of our big questions, right, Ted? I mean, this is not a tough question for most people. That's most folks' big, is, big one. Do I have enough money or how much money do I need? And everybody's got their own answer. Next to their and, health, this is it. Right? You know, the answer is very simple, folks. It depends. How much depends on how much you want, which oftentimes has to do with your lifestyle. There are certain minimums, though, we can certainly deal with. But it's pretty clear to say, folks, if you have less than a million you need to do some serious planning and figure out how you're going to shore up certain things. So, But that's not the purpose of today per se. What we're really talking about is the passage of the SECURE Act um, signed into law on Friday as part of the spending bill to keep the government working so we didn't have another one of these goofy um, shut down. budget shutdowns. I was going to say. <laughs> and uh, so the SECURE Act got tied into that. And the SECURE Act, folks... If you've never heard of it, you're going to hear a lot about it now, and you are going to be impacted by it favorably or negatively or both. Um, if you have an IRA, a 401k plan, a 403b, a 457, any employer-defined benefit plans, you yes. get a spousal rollover, you inherit one, whatever, yep. you're going to have to learn about these new rules about your retirement savings. And like I said, some of them are good, some of them not so good. The first one we talked about, the minimum required age is going to be bumped out from 70 and a half years to 72. That's a good thing. We see that there are some um, incentives for employers to get people signed up. Small companies, um, employers, they'll be able to get them signed up. Small companies will be able to get tax credits for actually helping their employees get set up in these plans. That's all good stuff, so we're not doing that. Now, I want to come to something that has a bit of a tinge of perhaps a sinister side to it. It's (laughs) called the insurance lobby. So the insurance lobby was very um, strong in getting this uh, SECURE Act passed, and one would say, well, what's going on? Well, just historically, Ted, you know, as a fiduciary, one would owe the highest duty of care, loyalty, and obedience. And there's long been a push that people providing financial information and um, advice to folks for retirement accounts um, needed to be and should be a fiduciary. And that fact that you would be a fiduciary, let's say the plan sponsor, in other words, the company typically, has a fiduciary duty to the plan participants. And that fiduciary duty um, historically has really put a chilling effect, if not a complete damper on the use of annuities inside of your 401k retirement plan. So typically it was considered, you know, that was non-fiduciary and, you know, those types of products um, that are sold. Well, guess what, folks? Congress, in order to help you, I always love this, they're helping you. And, you know, part of it's a nice idea, but how it gets implemented and how it gets done, I'm going to kind of hold a little bit of my judgment back, but not my suspicions. So to help savers really gain a better understanding of what their monthly income might look like when when you stop working, in other words, when you retire. So you've saved X dollars, and you want to know if I retire at age 67, how long might that money last me? Well, that's a really tough question to ask, and, and, you know, so many factors, but at last your government has an answer for you. They are going to now require 401k plan administrators to provide an annual, quote, lifetime income disclosure statement to each plan participant. So as part of your, you know, financial report that you're going to get on your investment accounts inside your 401k, there'll be a calculation there that shows if you were to buy an annuity with the money in your plan, what would you be able to get and how long would that last? 
Guess who's going to be providing the data for the plan administrator? This is where it gets a little bit shaky. What do you think, Ted? Well, I can tell you that uh, the people that write the plans are the ones that are going to feed the information to the people that need to do it. That's so what, that's what I say. It's a little <laughs> bit of the fox kind of getting a, a, a key to the chicken coop that's to right. me. Yeah. Um, the insurance industry has long been lobbying to be able to use annuities inside of these retirement plans up until Friday. <laughs> that would have been considered a challenge for any fiduciary plan administrator so perhaps we need to to to, to tell people why that that's the problem right and and, and essentially the, the biggest kind of hitch that we typically have with annuities is the loss of liquidity in your money so once you've turned that money over to the insurance company in exchange for some rate of return or guaranteed income however they phrase it that you give up control of this chunk of money and they have a lot of back-end kind of issues with them as well, like what happens when you pass. Does the annuity die with you, or does that continue on? So there's some wrinkles here that need to be ironed out, of course, with these kind of things. But nevertheless, we typically have not been big fans of these products. Well, they're going to be uh, – this is going to cause a lot of uh, consternation in the industry and with individuals, with individual investors, um, on who has your 401K if you're a smaller company. Um, there's going to be – this is going to create an awful lot of changes and the way these products are delivered and the information flow to you. Some of it's going to be good, but others I, – I, I just, I'm just concerned that I don't want to see a sales pitch every year when I get my statement to buy an annuity. And that's going to be kind of it's an coming. interesting thing. So that'll be great. Yeah. Hey, folks, uh, don't forget, uh, we're going to be having our upcoming classes and workshops in 2020. You can darn well bet we're going to be talking about this. Uh, we'll probably have some uh, separate events just to talk about the implementation of this act and what you should or should not be doing with your retirement plan and your estate plan relative to these uh, new laws. So we're going to... Uh, want to talk to you about that, but until then, we're going to take a really quick break, and we'll be right back. My dad would always say the three worst words in the English language were shoulda, coulda, and woulda. So many people with retirement right around the corner or in the middle of it have the shoulda, coulda, wouldas facing them. They're not proactive. You didn't take care of the will. You didn't take care of the trust. They didn't do what was needed to do when it came to real estate and taxes. So right now, let's avoid the shoulda, coulda, wouldas and call Rick Gregorick. Rick Gregorick is my estate planner. I sat down with Rick, explained my situation. He walked me through all the different variables, whether it was a trust or a charitable trust, real estate or taxes. It is so complicated. You've got to rely on an expert like Rick, who is so kind and knowledgeable about all of it. So be proactive. Take control of your life now. You can schedule a complimentary consultation at yourpartnerinlaw.com. You can also listen to Rick's show, Your Partner in Law, every Sunday morning at 9 on Cairo and KTTH. Your Partner in Law with Rick Gregorick, my estate planner, yourpartnerinlaw.com. One of the biggest mistakes you can make heading into retirement is not planning for the high costs of an extended health care situation. Many people assume they have enough money saved only to watch everything they've worked hard for get whittled down to nothing from the ongoing costs of a long-term care situation. Do not make that mistake. By putting a long-term care plan in place, you guarantee yourself a source of funds to pay for care when needed, and you also know you will not become a burden on your family. Do what my wife and I did. Go learn about all the new long-term care plans offered by 525 Advisors. These new plans protect your savings, protect your family, and pay you back if you never use them. Learn more by attending one of the upcoming classes taught by Brian Ott, who's the host of Long-Term Care Radio right here on Cairo. Brian has a long-term care planning class coming up January 18th. Seating will be limited for this first class of the year. So sign up today at 525longtermcare.com. It's a free class. You'll get a copy of Brian's book, too. 525longtermcare.com. Retirement. What does it mean to you? Has it changed as a result of today's economy? Are you worried about your future? Could there be stormy seas ahead? Hi, this is Rick Gregrick, founder of Gregrick & Associates. We're a dedicated team of legal and tax professionals that can help you navigate your course for a secure future. 
Whether you're just thinking about your retirement or you're well into your retirement years, whether you're single, married, or involved in a domestic partnership, we can help you create your necessary legal and tax planning. I'm so glad I found one firm that can help me with all my legal and tax needs. Call today for your free consultation. 425-284-3450. That's 425-284-3450. You can also sign up for a partner-in-law event. Just go to yourpartnerinlaw.com and find the elder law or estate planning course that's best for you. You can register for both events by going to yourpartnerinlaw.com. Yourpartnerinlaw.com. Now back to Your Partner in Law with Rick Gregorick on Cairo Radio 97.3 FM and AM 770 KTTH. Well, there's one for the insurance lobby. <laughs> Take I love that. All righty, folks, welcome back. You're listening to Your Partner in Law. I'm attorney Rick Gregorick from the law firm of Gregorick & Associates. I've got uh, Ted Hansen, uh, attorney at the office as well. And uh, Ted, this is an area that's going to impact a lot of your clients as well as mine. In fact, most all of them. And But you deal in a little different world sometimes in the Medicaid and the elder law. And uh, there's yeah. going to be some challenges here. There will be. And these, these, these accounts typically have kind of been problematic for that group of uh, individuals that's disabled and struggling with public benefits and how receiving money this way can impact those benefits. And on a go-forward basis, I understand that there is at least a carve-out for disabled beneficiaries that will not be limited to that 10-year stretch period, which is, which is a monumental uh, forethought. <laughs> I'll put it that way on their behalf. Uh, the other exception, of course, is minors, which I don't deal with a great deal. But certainly that disabled population typically, and even going forward, will be impacted by how these accounts are managed because these programs are what we call means-tested. In other words, you can only have a certain level of assets in order to qualify for the programs. And typically it's not the $735 a month that they're concerned about. It's the medical benefits that come with those programs. So uh, those can be some challenges for some people uh, ahead with how to plan for these things for disabled individuals, for sure. Well, Ted, you mentioned the big ringer in there, and you said it. And this is the challenge with a lot of these laws because, folks, you may be hearing things but not hearing them. And so one of the biggest benefits that we had in our retirement savings programs was for our children and our grandchildren. And this is going to be the biggest part, and this is the area that's going to get a lot of you um, riled up a bit. But uh, hang in there. We'll have, we'll have some solutions and some remedies and some things that we can do to help you out. But typically right now, if someone other than a spouse is inheriting your IRA, so it's a child, grandchild, niece, or nephew typically. We're not talking about charity, special rules for them. But so typically if your child or grandchild is inheriting an IRA or 401k, if the case might be, um, they could stretch that out over their actuarial life expectancy. So if someone's 30 years old and their life expectancy is 90, you know, roughly you're going to have to take out one sixtieth. Well, that created a, a great opportunity for that, that beneficiary to stretch that IRA 401k out over their um, expected life. Yeah, and perhaps other lives as well. And right? stay in so, the tax-deferred yeah, status. Absolutely. Well, it wasn't always that way, and it's not that way anymore. So what we have is what we call, we, we've always referred to these as the IRA stretch rules. And the stretch IRA rules for inherited IRAs have been eliminated. They're gone. So instead of being, you know, when someone inherits an IRA now who is a non-spouse, the spousal rules are pretty much the same. So for the stretch, you will now only get 10 years. So this is a significant tax increase, folks. It's a tax increase. And this was a large motivation by the government to pass this because the government was very frustrated that IRAs, which were, I, you know, when they were thought of way back in the, the dark ages, back in the 70s, it was kind of thought that I would put money into my retirement account, I turned to retirement age, and then my required minimum distributions would basically pretty much dilute that account 
during my actuarial life. So if I lived in my life expectancy, I would expect my retirement account to be coming very close to zero. That's right. That has not been the experience. How come? Well, the market's been great. Uh, certain people have saved a great deal. Employer contributions, all kinds of things. Huge. So yeah. these accounts have grown huge. I, eight, nine, seven, eight, nine trillion. Oh, yeah. It's a gigantic big, big, number. Big, yeah, big gigantic number. Gigantic number. And so the government was frustrated that people were being now able to keep these IRAs in a tax-deferred mode, not only during your lifetime, but then through your spouse's lifetime, and then for the lifetime of your children. Absolutely. And perhaps beyond that. And even, perhaps right? beyond in yeah. some cases. So the government was saying, no, we need our tax dollars sooner. We need more tax money. So one way to raise a tax was to say, instead of being able to stretch it out over your lifetime, you, can, you now must take it all out in 10 years. So you're going to have to basically, your RMD is going to be 10 equal payments, so to speak, out of your retirement account. So just, you know, roughly speaking, if you had a million dollars in your IRA, you're going to have to take out 200, you're going to have to take that out. 100 grand a year. 100 grand a year. And so that's going to be significantly different. You're going to pay the income tax on that. So when you have to take and pay the income tax on 100,000 plus any other income that you may have had, that's going to be a higher tax bracket than if you'd only had to take out, say, $20,000. That's how come it's a tax increase. Right. And again, we're talking about traditional plans here, right? This, the Roth distributions are still non-taxable. As they well, they're non-taxable when you, for your, dis, your RMDs. That's right. However, it's a tax increase on Roths as well because you still have to take your required minimum distributions right. over 10 years from your Roth and therefore take it out of its protected um, tax environment, in other words, where you're not paying any tax on the gains and the growth while it's in the Roth. And, and asset protected as well, we should right. point out. And you're going to have to pull that out now and put it into an interest income-bearing um, right. account. So for all accounts, traditional or Roth. Now, this, Ted, there will probably be some opportunities for some of what we call these backdoor um, Roth conversions. Um, yeah. It will be it'll still be advantageous for many folks to convert over to the Roth and especially those in higher income tax brackets. One of the things that we've always talked about in Roth conversions was how much tax you have to pay on, you know, withdrawing it from the traditional and paying it over. Well, all those calculations now just changed because now I'm going to have to be looking at the conversion under you know, the 10-year buyout rule or, you know, 10-year payout rule. And so we're going to be paying a lot more taxes if we have that taxable account. So it's going to be an interesting set of numbers, and so I hope all the smart yeah, I mean, math people are working I mean, on it. I mean, I think to most people, you know, getting a hundred grand a year extra sounds like a great idea until the following tax year, and now you have this additional sum of money added on to your already AGI limit, and so, so yeah. you know, that's going to create some problems. Hey, folks, we got to take a quick break, and uh, we'll be right back and uh, get this uh, year wrapped up for you. Sometimes big events in your life all of a sudden cause you to wake up and realize you should start planning for the future. I lost my dad a little over a year ago to cancer, and I remember thinking to myself, I should probably have a will or trust. So I called Rick Gregorick. Now, the reason I called Rick Gregorick is because I've been listening to him on Cairo Radio on Sunday mornings, and the guy is an absolute expert. I sat down with him. I explained my situation. He walked me through all the different variables, whether it was a trust or charitable trust, real estate, taxes. It was so complicated. I was so glad I had Rick right there to walk me through the whole process. So be proactive. Take control of your life right now. Go meet with Rick Gregorick and schedule a compliment consultation at yourpartnerinlaw.com. You can also listen to Rick's show like I do, Your Partner in Law, every Sunday morning at 9 on Cairo and KTTH. Schedule a meeting with my estate planner, Rick Gregorick, at yourpartnerinlaw.com. That's yourpartnerinlaw.com. Now back to Your Partner in Law with Rick Gregorick on Cairo Radio 97.3 FM and AM 770 KTTH. Hey, folks, uh, we're back after that little quick break here. Schedule's a little bit off today because, hey, we got a Seahawks game coming up here at uh, 125. Right. So Dorian Gang are going to be on, I think, starting at 
uh, 10 right following our show. So uh, go Hawks. We uh, are hosting the Arizona Cardinals. It's one of those should-win games. So uh, go Hawks. Uh, keep your head in the game because San Francisco won yesterday. So we're going to be in a dead heat after winning today to uh, see what happens next Toward week. And whether right. it's the Seahawks or the San Francisco 49ers at the top of our division and possibly the top of the conference. So exciting football for a team that wasn't supposed to be here this year. So go Hawks. Anyhow, Ted, we've got to wrap this up in this last few minutes, but... These new stretch rules um, being eliminated, the 10-year buyout. Um, you mentioned earlier, I think there were some carve-outs. If a person was disabled, they would not be subject to the 10-year p- payout. And a minor child will not be subject to the 10 years until They're 18. they reach the age right. of majority. So in other words, it's going to be a good deal if you're two or three years old inheriting the IRA. Yeah. And that might create some planning opportunities yep, absolutely. Um, to look at that. So there's going to be a lot of new things that you're going to have to think about, folks, when you're looking at your estate planning and the financial component of your estate planning vis-a-vis these retirement accounts, because the way we've been thinking about these and the way that you know tr- traditional advice in the financial world and everything has occurred we're going to have to change all that. The yeah. dynamics are going to change. So like everything else, uh, be prepared, be educated. Um, we're certainly going to do our part to help you out there, and uh, we'll be having some classes come up as soon as we get some uh, final regs or at least uh, preliminaries. We have all the basics here, but there's always an interesting process between when the law is signed by the Congress and then the president, and then it got to go through all these bureaucracies where yep. they're actually going to create the, the, you know, the RCWs, if you will. Inevitably, like there'll be lawsuits and other things that come out of this as well, just because these things are new and getting it implemented is, is a challenge at best, I think, in this. But I think it's important to point out too, Rick, that for several years now, we have taken a position that retirement plan assets really need to be kind of focused and perhaps not part of what we would call a traditional estate plan. And there are other ways to deal with these types of assets that allow you some planning flexibility with them. And so I think kind of the takeaway today needs to be perhaps that people need to put more focus into this particular asset that they have and how they're going to plan for it going forward. It really is. And, uh, you know, and then the law had a, you know, an interesting one here. And many of you may or may not be aware of this, but some employers, uh, I think these were usually larger employers typically, used to um, have people having either a MasterCard, a credit card, or a debit card attached to your 401k program. I was surprised by that for some reason. I didn't know that was going on. Yeah. And, you know, it's kind of dangerous. And I guess. you know, reviewing how these accounts are being used, people were buying, you know, some things that younger folks especially were kind of using it as like a regular savings account and therefore depleting the retirement account. Yeah. You know, with this idea, well, I'll take it today and I'll save it again tomorrow. Well, that doesn't work. What we need to do is get our money working for us as young as possible so we have as many years as possible to take advantage of compounding folks, compounding interest over time. Um, is your best bet for a healthy retirement it's the key to the kingdom right there. it is just so simple, but it you know it takes time. Um, most people are not going to have a life event that uh, funds their retirement in other words you know you 're not have multi million dollar stock option you 're not going to win the lottery blah 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 you know, yes, a few people do that, but that 's just you know, DA luck. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's right. <laughs> Dumb hard fark luck. Yes. And uh, but it's not a plan. So plan early, plan often, steady. But these new laws are going to have to give us all a new way of thinking about these, and not you know it's it's just what happens. Ten years from now, it could get changed again, or yeah. four years from now. Yep. Um, so. The laws around taxes, retirement accounts. We're gonna. This is not. This is not going away. That um, we all need to save more, and we need to save, you know, smartly, and making sure that we're taking advantage of all the things that we can, and that anything that's a negative. We're not discouraging this, by the way. We were encouraging you to put money into these plans. Oh, please, get that straight. Still, it it it's still the best vehicle out there for uh, most of us to. have those tax-deferred savings, and uh, we certainly want to uh, keep up on all of that. 
So I do want to wish everyone happy holidays, Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, all these wonderful things that are coming up next week. Hope you have a great time with your friends and your family, and uh, be safe and watch the roads. There's always uh, issues that we have out there um, doing those types of things. So um, happy holiday seasons, and go Hawks! Thanks for listening to Your Partner in Law with Rick Gregorick. Event Info Newsletters and Your Partner in Law Podcast can all be found at yourpartnerinlaw.com. To schedule an appointment with Rick Gregorick, call 425-284-3450. That's 425-284-3450. For more information on the show or to sign up for a free Partner in Law event, visit yourpartnerinlaw.com. Tune in next Sunday morning at 9 to Your Partner in Law with your host, Rick Gregorick. Simulcast on Cairo Radio 97.3 FM and AM 770 KTTH. Have you ever wondered what would happen to you or your loved ones or your business if you were incapacitated tomorrow or if you died prematurely? None of us plan on it, but not addressing these issues can be catastrophic to your finances, your family, and your business. Hi, this is attorney Rick Gregory, host of your partner-in-law, right here on Cairo Radio every Sunday morning at 8. Elder or estate planning is necessary for all of us, regardless of our wealth or lack of wealth. So whether your estate is large or small, you simply must have a proper legal life plan in place to protect you, your loved ones, and your business. For your free estate or elder law planning consultation, give us a call today at 425-284-3450. At Gregor & Associates, my staff and I will take the time necessary to understand your needs and recommend the best plan for you and your family. Call us today at 425-284-3450. That's 425-284-3450 or go to yourpartnerinlaw.com. That's yourpartnerinlaw.com. One of the biggest mistakes you can make heading into retirement is not planning for the high costs of an extended health care situation. Many people assume they have enough money saved only to watch everything they've worked hard for get whittled down to nothing from the ongoing costs of a long-term care situation. Do not make that mistake. By putting a long-term care plan in place, you guarantee yourself a source of funds to pay for care when needed, and you also know you will not become a burden on your family. Do what my wife and I did. Go learn about all the new long-term care plans offered by 525 Advisors. These new plans protect your savings, protect your family, and pay you back if you never use them. Learn more by attending one of the upcoming classes taught by Brian Ott, who's the host of Long-Term Care Radio right here on Cairo. Brian has a long-term care planning class coming up January 18th. Seating will be limited for this first class of the year. So sign up today at 525longtermcare.com. It's a free class. You'll get a copy of Brian's book, too. 525longtermcare.com. Sometimes big events in your life all of a sudden cause you to wake up and realize you should start planning for the future. I lost my dad a little over a year ago to cancer, and I remember thinking to myself, I should probably have a will or trust. So I called Rick Gregorick. Now, the reason I called Rick Gregorick is because I've been listening to him on Cairo Radio on Sunday mornings, and the guy is an absolute expert. I sat down with him. I explained my situation. He walked me through all the different variables, whether it was a trust or charitable trust, real estate, taxes. It was so complicated. I was so glad I had Rick right there to walk me through the whole process. So be proactive. Take control of your life right now. Go meet with Rick Gregorick and schedule a compliment consultation at yourpartnerinlaw.com. You can also listen to Rick's show like I do, Your Partner in Law, every Sunday morning at 9 on Cairo and KTTH. Schedule a meeting with my estate planner, Rick Gregory.